Hello, everyone. This is producer Dave wishing you a happy new year on behalf of all of us here at Chasing the Gold podcast. We have a special treat for you today. It's a best of edition where you will hear a sampling of former guests on the podcast and everything they had to say about the great sport of lacrosse. Then stick around to the end of the episode and you'll hear a number of lighter moments from Jack and Kyle. Enjoy the show. Mr. Ken Clausen, currently with the Headstrong Foundation and also uh, a UVA great and a Denver outlaw. He, he was losing his hair. He lost his hair going through chemo, but he could still grow his mustache. And and the immediate, whenever people would walk in the room, they would see Nick. And, and of course, you're like, he doesn't have hair. You see this. You see this this guy that looks different. And the mustache that he grew out became a, a conversation starter. The term, what do you, what are you growing your mustache for? And and so he had the mustache that he was growing towards the end of his life. And so we had all these just similarities and, and connections with what was going on. And and it's been a perfect fit. And it's been so cool to, to see it continue to grow. And and, it, and it's in part so much thanks to the lacrosse community, which is such a special group and such a special community. Wheaton College head coach Kyle Hart. What's the one intangible you want to see from a kid the second he sets foot on campus for you? Yeah, that's a good question. Man, one intangible. I, I think, I think discipline. I, I think if, if you're disciplined with your approach and you're, you're just, you're committed to, to just trying to improve every day, then, then you're, you're, you're going to reach your full potential. So I, I think that's something that just kind of how, how structured that student athlete is kind of with their approach to the academics, athletics, their, their training and, and just kind of how they, how they manage the time. So yeah, I think discipline is really important. Varian head coach, Jacob Morse. There's a, a saying that now I now have learned to hate, which is, you know, when you're okay at something, you tell people how good you are. When you're when you're actually good at something, people tell you. People have been telling me we have a wagon for like three months now. I hate that phrase now. I absolutely hate it because we haven't picked up a single ground ball. We haven't had one practice. Who knows what it's going to look like? Right. We, we might stink. Yeah. I mean, I hope not, but it's got to come together. These guys have to gel. Mr. Chris Hetler, the athletic director and head coach of Dairyfield Lacrosse, as well as a Tomahawks coach. The coaches know that I'm not going to sell them on a kid. They know that my eye has been trained to see, can they play at a high level, right? Whereas I think, unfortunately, for a lot of high school coaches, right, like the college coaches want to know, like, what, yes, great. He's, he, he's a good player during the high school season, but when he goes up against the elite level competition, or, or is he going up against elite level competition, right? right? playing the kids from Philly? Is he playing Baltimore kids? Is he playing upstate New York, Long Island, right? And if he's not, it, it's hard. It's getting harder and harder. And I th- The head coach of the Oaks LC box lacrosse franchise, Mr. Joe O'Neill. Those walls of the box, they it just contains the energy. So it just constantly builds in there. Yes. Yes. In, in field, it, it has some place to go. It kind of... It's there, but but it, it can go someplace. And if you're playing where there's a crowd in a box, they're on top of you too. So it's just it's the emotions and the mental strength that you have to have in that game make field across a much easier to consume game, a much easier to play game. Yeah, and, and the thing is with box, you can't hide a player. You're on the floor. You can't hide a player. You can hide a player in field lacrosse, mm-hmm. a weaker player. But when you're on the field, the box floor, right, and you're playing, you have no choice but to be active. Dartmouth head coach, Sean Kerman. 
I'm a very competitive person. I'm the third of four boys in my family. I've been competing my whole life, right? Even just over the the, the meals on the dinner table, right? Everything seems to talk turn into a competition. And so this job is in a lot of ways a challenge, but you know, there's some comfort in knowing that if our goals are going to be winning a league championship and then winning a national championship, those go hand in hand in the Ivy League, right? Sure. Uh, yeah. you know, when you when you're competitive in this league, you are automatically in the conversation nationally. And so there's there's some beauty to that, right? So our goals can stay the same in the fact that we want league and national championships. And this is a, this is a league to set you up for success there. We might as well introduce our guest. It's, uh, it's Grady Breen. Football just becomes a lot more algorithmic because you're calling a play every time, right? Like it's... This happens and then this happens. This happens and this happens. Like, fr- frankly, lacrosse is a lot closer to a dog park, right? We we tell the kid to go do something and then he's off leash, right? And so, yeah, the, the, I'm usually a bit more hoarse during during lacrosse season just because I'm shouting something 55 yards across the field, right? But I do think it's a good balance to have just in terms of approach of like, okay, in football, I'm going to understand more about how this thing is going to kind of evolve and there's going to kind of be going to be a flow to it. I'm going to understand, okay, what am I, what's the comfort zone? What do my kids understand best? What are the, what do they feel most comfortable in? What's their skill set? Kind of how we do in lacrosse. But at the same time in lacrosse, I think teaching lacrosse is where I'm most influenced by football just because there's how many hours of football clinic tape on really any web server, any Google search. You can think about how to teach any particular skill in football a hundred different ways. And heck, there's not really anything out there in the same for any, any other discipline, whether it be math, whether it be lacrosse, whether it be knitting. So I think that's the the clearest example like there's a lot of good examples of how to teach okay that we're gonna do this one thing in man coverage we're gonna do this one thing to throw the ball this way while lacrosse i think doesn't always have that our guest today did a great job of uniting the bryant bulldogs last year bringing them to a great record winning record and getting into the america east tournament Mr. Brad Ross. I do have a little bit different perspective on leadership. And I I do think it's important that like when people talk about old school leadership versus kind of new school, it's not like negative or or positive. They're they're just different styles of leadership. And there's certainly times that calls for maybe one style and another time that calls for another. But I do look at leadership a little bit more east-west than north-south, especially on these big teams. It's just, it's really hard to look at leadership very linearly or it's the coach and then the associate coach and the captains because often you get kind of paralyzed by that. So for us, one of the first things that we taught them is the most important primary characteristic of leadership is you, if you have influence, you have leadership, right? So everybody on the team have influence over someone. So that was kind of one of the first starting messages is that like, stop looking to the coach, stop looking to the captains. You need to, to lead certainly somebody else. Hood College Head Coach Brad Barber. We're looking for men of character, guys that have played multiple sports, also guys that possess a great deal of academic integrity in the classroom. We feel that that translates really well to our culture and how we operate here within our program. So 
Um, you know, I tell families all the time that sit in front of me, if you have, you know, great grades, you're a man of character, you can compete, you, you fit the eye test, you know, we'll bring it down, we'll give you an opportunity. The head coach of the University of Vermont, Chris Fife. Our team motto is team before self. And I know that may sound corny or sound cheesy, but to me, that's that's what our program's all about. What can I do for the betterment of my team? What can I do to help my teammate achieve his goals? And ultimately, when you're more focused on helping your teammates be successful, you're not putting that pressure on yourself. You're not playing tight. You're not playing selfish. You're 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 doing the things that it takes to to win. Lacrosse is a team game, man. And so the more we're focused on our teammates and focused on other people. Um, the more successful we're going to be. And, and winning, you're exactly right. It doesn't come down to one guy, you know, winning for his team. It, it comes down to a common, you know, a common sacrifice. University of North Carolina head coach, Joe Bresci. I learned from a lot of coaches over the years. I learned from coaches I played for, coaches, my assistant coaches, other coaches out there at the convention, watching film, et cetera. But I've always prided myself on on being who I am and and not trying to, be someone else and being real with the players because they can see right through that too. And and not only preaching or, or not only preaching family, but living family, I think is is the is the way to go. And and we can all talk about it. It's just words, but if you're living it every day and you're telling your kids you love them and, and you're telling your players you're inviting them over for dinner and seeing who you are and and who you are around your family and my wife Julie and my four daughters, Sam, Abby, Lucy and Emily. And, and integrating them into the program as, as much as I have is is really what life's all about. And we're, we're only here for a short period of time. So enjoying every minute of it with these young men is is real. And and I have the best job in the world. The, the old cliche of you never work a day in your life if you if you if you love what you do is is absolutely what I've been living. Moyne head coach Dan Sheehan. The statistic of of. 16% of the time, you're one of six guys on O, six on D, plus your goalie. You know, that 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 16% of the time, you're either covering the ball or you have the ball in your... Somebody said, hey, you got a 16 out of 100 on a test. That wouldn't be very good. But if you can play the other 84% without the ball on your stick or, or playing off-ball defense, and you tell somebody, hey, listen, I got an 84 on the test, like, you might be able to live with that. So, yeah, to, the, to that IQ piece of... Of not always being the biggest, strongest, fastest guy out there, and and I gotta I gotta kind of have that mentality when we're we're not we're not even in the race when it comes to your 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 top attackmen. Those those there's no there's no five stars on our roster at least from an athletic standpoint. I don't know that we have anybody on our roster that can shoot the ball 100 miles an hour, but you get a guy that shoots overhand consistently and knows when to bounce it. You know that that guy can survive. Hey. Listen, I'm not I'm not one of the ad guys. I'm just uh, a writer and a talking monkey on a podcast. Everyone in lacrosse is a fan of like five teams, and the teams are the Patriots, <laughs> the Eagles, the Bills, the Ravens, and what's the other one? Jets, Giants, probably Giants more than Jets. I don't know any Jets fans to be honest with you. How are you doing with the knee? Yeah, it's it's bad. We just talked about it. I feel like we talk about it every podcast, and I, I, if we do that for a year, I'm gonna die. So we yeah, should. I think do our that. listeners might die too. As begrudgingly usual, Jack Piatelli. Jack, how we doing? Doing real good, real good today. I don't like. I don't like that tone at all. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like that at all. Boxing. Yeah, yeah. 
That's yeah. new. Yeah, it is. It's a great workout. I took a private lesson. I almost died. I thought the woman was going to kill me. The first step is have a completely understanding wife. Jack, you have that? <laughs> I no longer have a wife. Well, that's the other way to do it. <laughs> she wasn't understanding. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> this is the last batch I will be zooming in for. You will have to deal with me in person very soon. So just get ready for that and just know that it's coming. I, I'll have to prepare for that because it's been very nice for Yaz, our producer, and I have, <laughs> not having you in studio. I'll tell you that. We got some great news this week that the lacrosse is going to be uh, part of the 2028 Olympics in, in L.A. So I'm excited to hear that. Great for the, for, for the game. Yeah. It, it, don't cheer too loud. It's sixes. <laughs> Which is, sorry, sorry to be dismissive. It's it's, but it's a step in the right direction. I guess. It's like, oh, we play lacrosse today in gym class. It was, was it three weeks since I last saw you? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. That's the perfect, I feel like it's the perfect time for you. You can reload your, all your insults and your, your jabs and you're yeah. ready to go yeah. and you can take me down however you want to do it. I got a little tip that Santa Claus is not coming to your house this year. Oh, really? Yes, yes, yes. But yeah. I, I will tell you. Your beard is really coming in nice. It's got a lot of gray. You're starting to look a little like Santa Claus. And you're not old enough to be Santa Claus, but you're starting to look like Santa Claus. I'm getting a little worried, Kyle. It's great. I'm really glad we could start off the podcast with a (laughs) Kyle Slam. I appreciate you guys having me on the show and did a little bit of research. And you guys, with your resumes, it's incredible. They're joining you guys today. Oh, yeah, no, oh you, you, wow. Kyle's resume? Really? Yeah. <laughs> I hate you so much. It, it, it's not, it wasn't that long, was it? You got uh, through it pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, guys, we forgot Kyle is still with us. Kyle, how are you doing? Hey, guys, can I ask you a question? <laughs> Sorry, Kyle. That would be great. No worries. I'm not the host or anything. I appreciate it. You were hiding underneath the Christmas tree. I was, I was waiting, man. You guys look like you're having a great time. I'm a little jealous. I don't feel 60, that's for sure, and you make me feel so much younger. Let me hang out with you from week to week. Really, a lot of gratitude. Really? Yes. Why is that? have a lot of fun yeah with this podcast and you make it fun thanks again for listening to doing in the cross journals chasing the gold podcast for jack biatelli i'm kyle devitt see you next time